Welcome back to the second podcast, The Berms. Um, I'm Sarah. And I'm Elizabeth. And today we have our good friend Tracy Tran here. Hello. Thank you, Sarah and Elizabeth, for having me on. Um, now, you were one of the first few people that we ever asked about a podcast. Um, yeah. we, we told you about it, and we, you know, were wondering, we were like, would you listen, and what did you think about that? So, tell us a little bit about... Um, you were talk- we were talking about it earlier, but... Yes, yeah, so I just got back in town not even five hours ago, <laughs> and this was a very spontaneous decision. I wasn't even supposed to be on this, but y'all kind of wrote to me in. It's how things it's work around here. Tracy. Um, and then you have been with us, I mean, since we almost said, like, hey, let's do a podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, you were one of the first people to know. You were around when we were coming up with ideas for the naming yeah like i said to elizabeth earlier the berms was just an idea that was written on the whiteboard Mm -hmm. a couple months ago and it didn't come into fruition until literally last week (laughs) (laughs) i mean even like just the past couple of days we were finally were like okay let's do it Mm-hmm. And now here we are. Yeah. We're podcasters. Went to Target, bought your microphones. <laughs> Actually, it was Drive Up. Drive Up. We didn't oh, go yeah. in. We ordered yeah. online. Um, but now, <laughs> here we are, and you're a part of it. So, um, tell us just a little bit about you. A little bit about me. Okay, so. It was like an interview. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, I know y'all from going to school together, but before y'all, there was, um... I don't know what he was saying, like, just, there was, there was no us. Yeah, there was no y'all. <laughs> I didn't, yeah, so. We, we met in chemistry class. We did. We met in Orgo lab. 2 lab. Mm-hmm. No, one lab. One, you're right. And Tracy told me I was cool. I remember that. Okay, so I'm trying to remember one of our first interactions. I think it was, because we had the 8 a.m. lab together, and I came in, and I was so tired, because I had just went to Love on Tour the night before. In Atlanta, yes. Like, yes, and I was like, oh yeah, I went to a concert last night, and I didn't even know you at the time. I just sat on the floor with you, because like I said, I thought you were cool, and I was I also, about... but at this moment, I didn't know you thought I was cool. Yes, but that's when it started. I was like, mm, I think this girl's cool. So <laughs> I sat on the floor with you, and then we were just kind of like very frustrated because lab itself mm-hmm. and also our TA. Every time we saw her face, we just like gagged a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> and um, but it's like, yeah. oh, I went on a tour, or no, I went to Harry Styles tour last night, and you were like, wait, I was there. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, I'm literally getting up tomorrow morning and flying to New York. And I was like, oh, this girl's a little crazy. But you still thought I was cool. That's and then. True. We ran into each other after anatomy, mm-hmm. and we were talking, and that's when you told me I was cool. I did. And then I really held on to that compliment. You really stuck on to it. Really, because no one... her favorite compliment. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, if anyone's like, what's the best compliment you've ever been given? It's that one. Yeah, and I remember, I had this tendency to, like, trauma dump slash overshare with people that I don't really know, mm-hmm. and I targeted you one day as well. You lab, did. And I was like, I'm thinking about dropping out of school. This is way too much. <laughs> and, and me not knowing Tracy at the time, I was just like, well, you know, we're in the middle of a semester. At least give it to the end, you know, mm-hmm. stick it out. And look, we got real close real fast yeah. towards the end of the first semester of um, last school year, and then our schedules for spring really lined up together, and we were with each other almost every day. Eventually brought you around mm-hmm. um, to all the roommates, and then we all just kind of became friends. 
That is true. And it's been crazy. good. What about, what's one of your first experiences, Elizabeth, with Tracy? I, I don't know. It's just like, one day, she Sarah was just was like, hey, this is my friend Tracy. She's going to stay and do homework. And then... You were almost a, like a roommate for like two or three weeks. <laughs> that is so true. I literally spent the night here maybe twice a week. Yeah, but um, I think one thing we really appreciate about having you around is you're very easygoing and fun, but also like you're not disruptive to our normal routine at all. Oh, yeah. And you fit in with all of us. I mean, at least I, can, I feel comfortable saying you fit in really well with all of us. And um, so it's been great to like be your friend and also i remember we talked about how we knew that our friendship was real was because we talked consistently over winter break which is rare which is so rare because there are people that like i haven't talked to that's so true and i was like i've been talking to this hairy girl a lot i think she's cool and it's so weird because of how close we are because we just became close maybe like early December. Yeah. Like, it was finals week when we were hanging out and we were like getting Chick-fil-A and Starbucks yeah, together. And then look at us now. Mm-hmm. Now you're on our podcast second episode in and here you are. So crazy. It's crazy. Um, so tell us about like, cause you know, we go to school together um, and you want to go to dental school. Mm-hmm. So you know, I know a lot about that. I don't know how much Elizabeth knows about you wanting to go to dental school, but is there anything you would like to share about, you know, that journey and process of how you found out you wanted to go be a dentist, things like that? Yeah, so in high school, I went to the only high school in Alabama that had a dental assisting program, and Mm. through that we got to shadow and intern with various dental offices in the city. And I feel like that was kind of my first experience with dental. And it was such a blessing in disguise because at that point I didn't know what I wanted to do career-wise. But that just really solidified it. And I know it did because now looking back four years later, it's still what I want to do. As far as applying goes, I am considering taking a gap year because I feel like with a decision that's this financially like large I guess yeah um you really have to think about it so what I was considering is taking this gap year to really be very intentful and meaningful and really have a lot of experience under my belt and just try to gather it all and of course there's a huge admissions test much like how you're going to medical school Mm -hmm. and you want to take the MCAT there's the DAT for dental students as well and that's something that you really have to take your time to do and just the whole application process is so expensive so of course, I really want to make sure that this is a solid decision before I continue on with it because it would be so heartbreaking to, you know, go so far into it and then realize that you don't even want to do yeah. it. Well, I think that's really admirable and, and exciting and, you know, mm-hmm. it'd be really fun. It is very scary, too, because there's such a stigma around that. And um, I remember Nathan, my boyfriend, for the listeners don't know, um, so we had lunch with his aunt and uncle and they really made me second guess whether I should do this or not. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there's a divide between, of course, this generation of people going to college and at their time, of them going to college, the stigmas were bigger in their time. But now it's so much more acceptable to do things like this. So we're in a totally different time. So everything they said, of course, I still took it into consideration, but of mm-hmm. course with a grain of salt. 
Yeah, I definitely think, you know, because there are times when I consider taking a gap year. Not really sure what I'll do, what I'll decide, but um, I definitely feel and understand the idea of gap years and, you know, the whole process of having to really understand, like, the idea of a gap year and being intentful with it and also, like, trying to combat even just the idea of, like, you know, there's so many people who don't go to college or don't go to graduate school and, like, that is just as meaningful to their life as, like, us deciding to do this. And so it's it's a process and it's I think it's good that you take it in time to think about it. Mm-hmm. Definitely needed. Yeah. So um, before this, we were talking about, um, this is just so random to talk about, our favorite Harry's House songs. This is already episode two, second time we're talking about Harry Styles. I mean, what could be more fitting now? It literally, the first episode being called Be Nice, um, all stemmed from a lot of things from that episode, but it's just, it's Harry Styles. I mean, it's, it's just been a month since it's been out, which is crazy. I feel like I've lived with it for a long time. Yeah. Already. Um, but Elizabeth, pick your top three songs at the moment. Okay. Again, always changing. Always Um, changing. I definitely think... So, actually, when we made the lists of them, mm-hmm. Satellite was at the bottom, because I didn't... The know, list before ever Before we had heard it. Yeah, before Just like I a debuted. guess. Um, definitely, first... Um, number one, Satellite. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Number two, probably Grape Juice. And number three... There's just so many. I... As it was, is still really good. It's good. I thought... And I remember telling you, I thought that I was not going to like it. Like, after it, did. I was like, a little it hurt. being played. You know, because it was already all over TikTok. It was all over, it was like all over everything. And then... I think it really also, like, goes to show, like, how big he is now. Like, not that, like, he wasn't big before and, like, um, you know, he was part of One Direction and things like that. So it's like, you knew who Harry Styles was. But now he's at the point of his career where it's like, like, this is what I would consider his prime. Oh, yeah. And he's killing it. Tracy? Absolutely. What are your top three? So, it took me maybe... Go ahead. So, it took me about five or six listens to the album before I could finally pick what my top three were. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just kind of based it off of which songs do I go back to whenever I'm shuffling the album, like which ones do I skip because I'm in the mood to listen to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and the ones that I always go back to is number one, Daydreaming. Number two, um, like Elizabeth said, Grape Juice. That was a surprise because you didn't really think that it was, you know, just by the title it was going to be one of the favorites, but number two is definitely Grape Juice. And number three, I want to say is Keep Driving. See, and that makes me really happy to hear because Keep Driving is my favorite. Um, and I I picked Keep Driving to be my favorite. And it was one of the only songs that stayed the same after I ranked the album with the before ranking. Um, really love that song. And I told you before, I love when songs are super specific with their lyrics. And that song just, like, hits the nail. It was really funny because when... When they released, like, the snippets of the lyrics, mm-hmm. Sarah was like, I think this one's going to be my favorite. It was the lyric, um, cocaine side boob, choker with the sea view, and I was like, I'm grasping onto that lyric. Like, I don't know, something about Harry Styles singing that, 
Um, but I love that song. Um, I love the song Little Freak. It's not the vibe that I thought it was going to be. Um, if you're familiar with Harry's music, I thought it was going to follow only Angel, Carolina vibes. Like a QE type of... Yeah, like mm-hmm. a... But it's not. And I love that song. I think that's like... I know everyone thinks like Matilda is such like a sad song, but that's a different kind of sad. Little Freak is like... I, don't, I cry to that song. And for what reason, I'm not sure. And then my third favorite... It changes a lot. Um, but out of like ones that it usually is... It will sometimes be cinema, which it was my least favorite when I first listened to the album. It has grown on me so much. And sometimes it's grape juice, and then sometimes it's love in my life. But you were saying how that's not a, a strong hitter for you. Yeah, I don't really know why, because of course the lyrics are really good, and it's a slow song, so of course it's guaranteed to be good. But I don't know, I just can't immerse myself into the song. Yeah, I mean, it's understandable. I... I just love the album. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of funny what you said about Little Freak, how you thought it was going to follow like a cutey little angel um, type of genre, but that kind of made me think about how people were comparing songs on Harry's house and having twin songs on like his debut album and also mm-hmm. Fine Line. So what would you say that Little Freak's like twin songs are? Okay. Um, on On any of his other two albums? Um, I feel like it fits better off on a, on a HS1 debut album than Fine Line. And I feel like if I had to pick one, (sighs) Mm, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm running through the track list in my head right now. Cause it's definitely not a Carolina. It's not a Kiwi. It's not an only angel, but it's not like from the dining table and meet me in the hallway but it almost gives me like maybe it could be too ghosty mm-hmm. maybe i think i see where you're coming from like just the sound of it maybe if you put two ghosts and woman together if we like combine those two that's little mm-hmm. freak yeah mm-hmm. just from in some type of way i'm not sure um so jumping into the next part we can talk about um we randomly thought about this but two things that each of us want to do before we die like bucket list-esque vibes what is something that you're like i want to do this and i want to make sure i do this this is something that i'm passionate about doing one day just i don't know go see like the biggest like the biggest city in each of the states Mm. and like any like that you can drive to um that's one Mm -hmm. um and then two, I'd say, I'd like to, um, you know, you have like, you want to go skydiving and you want to do all these other things. I don't know. You want like, yeah. What I want to go see stuff. Um, for me, I really want to go to Vietnam because for those of you who don't know, that's where my family's from. But the only time, the three times that I've been, I've only been to the same place over and over again, which is the city that my grandma lives in. But I feel like I'm missing out on so much within mm-hmm. that area because I'm just not, I guess you go, you go to one place and then you like stay there, but you're missing out on so much because it's such a, 
I don't want to say a big country because it's not a big country, but there's so much to explore and I feel like I'm missing out on that. So I would really like to go and just see at least most of it. And I feel like it'll be a really good cultural experience as mm -hmm. well because me being Vietnamese, I don't even know like 90% of that country. Yeah. And I just, I feel like I need to see that before I die. Like that's, it's part of who I am, but I don't know it. So it, it'll be a really good self-discovery thing as well. And the second thing, hmm, they're all travel related, but I want to do the same thing with Europe as well because I have never been to Europe and that's, there's just so much that you're missing out on when you don't go. Mm -hmm. So definitely that. Um, for me... I want to get my pilot license so bad. <laughs> it takes so much work, but I really just want to. And it's so random, And but I can't do it right now. It's time-consuming. It's expensive. There, there there, are many things that go into getting a pilot license. Oh, that's why it's like bucket list. Bucket list. And probably my second thing, which is so cliche and weird, um, I really do want to skydive. Skydiving would be so fun. Have either of you ever done the slingshot thing? No, because that's kind of scary. I think I'd like sketchy. my body, like you know how like when you bungee jump or whatever, it's like the your force. whole body, like your body weight and your gravitational force is just like plummeting through the ground, and all the blood in your body just goes to your head. I just don't think that would be enjoyable. Mm -hmm. um, but I think skydiving would be fun. I the thing that I liked about when I went and did the slingshot thing was there's probably like five seconds and i don't even know if it's actually five seconds of just free fall and it and if you've never felt that free fall feeling it's just like it feels like you weigh nothing and you're just stagnant in the air but you are falling and it's the craziest thing in the world but i loved it so i think skydiving would be interesting so when you say the slingshot thing, are we talking about the the big thing in Orlando, or are we talking about the mall kiosk where you're like five years old and you have to pay <laughs> yeah. like ten dollars to bounce? No, us? no, no, more like that. The not the mall. It's like the big ones, and you're like are in the thing, and then they like sling you're in the, you up. You're in the seat with the with the harness and everything. And they sling you up in the air, like in those videos of people like passing, passing out. out. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> literally in the videos of people passing out. Okay, that's what I thought you were talking about, but I was like, there's so. Because I've been on one of the mall kiosk ones, <laughs> and I was probably like eight at the time, and my aunt and uncle paid for me to do it. They were like, do a flip, do a flip, and I just <laughs> Could stayed do a flip? upright yeah. the whole time. Did you try? Yes, and then my body would just back it's, into position. It's hard to throw your like, body weight. Especially if you're not, like you don't know how to do it. Mm -hmm. I remember one time I was at I was at our community pool and I was on the diving board and this <laughs> this lifeguard looked at me he was like do a flip like I I knew him. we were not mm -hmm. friends but friends and he was like do a flip and so I go to the end of the diving board and I'm like all right I'm just gonna flip forward whatever <laughs> I face planted into the water <laughs> and came up and you know how like when you do a belly flop and you just you're red that was yes. my, that was my entire <laughs> face because I just hit face first into the water so. What did he Flipping his heart. He was like, you all right? <laughs> and then I was like, no. Oh, did you like try to like force your body to do it, but you just couldn't get the rotation? I couldn't in? get my legs over my head <laughs> after I had gone in. So I just, I essentially just fell just face first off the diving board. No flip, nothing. Just boop. Right <laughs> and smack my I, face. I can see the imagery in my head. <laughs> <Just> quite literally. <laughs> oh, goodness. 
Um, so the next thing is, what is a favorite piece of advice that you've ever been given? And um, you can go first, Tracy. I'm okay. So I have really bad comparison issues when it comes, especially when it comes to academics. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, of course, growing up, I grew up in a very toxic appearance-driven culture. So growing up, I was critiqued a lot for my body and just things that a nine-year-old shouldn't be critiqued for. Um, so of course that manifested into me doing it to myself without even knowing like this was in my self-conscious, self-conscious, subconscious. Um, I think I, sub, subconscious. Subconscious, yeah. So of course going into college that did not get any better, but I can't believe I didn't hear this piece of advice until I was well into my young adult years, but it was don't, not everybody's on the same journey. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I really needed to hear that because of course when you're in college, you're on this very strict timeline where you need to apply yourself to graduate school at this time and you need to do this and this and you need to make this amount of grades. But I didn't realize that there was so, like there's so many different people that are doing different things. So this one timeline does not fit everybody. And I was trying to force myself into this timeline, but it just wasn't working for me. And I thought that that meant that I was a failure. But now thinking back on it, I wish I never thought that way because that really hindered my ability to do well for myself. Do you think that idea, like, it seems like you have grown out of it now with, you know, allowing yourself to even have the idea of taking a gap year and things like that? Because when I first met you, I think I would have never you know, at that time you weren't considering a gap year at all. And even in the free few months that of our beginning of our friendship, that was one of the things we talked about. Mm-hmm. So do you feel like, um, now you're able to understand that and be comfortable with the idea of not being on the same journey as everyone? Oh yeah, of course. Because when I was trying to like contour myself into this timeline, it was, it, it was like an all or nothing mindset. Mm-hmm. Like you either apply yourself at this time and then you got to do these certain amount of things at this time. Or you just don't do anything at all. And that's why I was having that little, like, I'm going to drop out of school crisis because I was following the all or nothing. But I guess having a healthier mindset with not trying to compare myself to other people, it's allowed me to see the, um, like, million other options that you can do with your life. And I just wasn't seeing that because it was like a black and white all or nothing Mm -hmm. thing. So I feel like anybody who is in the same position as me needed to hear that you don't have to fit this mold that everybody else is trying to fit into mm-hmm. because it it's not helpful like everybody is different and we have to honor that because if everybody followed the same journey the same line like where's the di- diversity and like the people that are becoming these doctors and these dentists and whatnot so i feel like i really need to hear that yeah i love that elizabeth um I think my favorite piece of advice is that I don't have to, like, I don't have to be embarrassed about the things that I like. Mm. So, like, you know, you grow up and there's always, like, something that you're interested in that maybe you don't really want to tell everybody about because you think that they'll, like, make fun of you or whatever. It's, like, cringy. Yeah. Like, you don't want to, yeah. Yeah, so, like, I can be interested in things and... You know, it's if people are so pressed about me liking something, that's weird. <laughs> like, that's yeah. weird on them for being pressed about me just enjoying something. Do you think 
because I remember a big talk on social media a while back was about comparing, you know, how men are about sports versus how girls are about artists and Mm -hmm. boy bands or anything like that. Do you feel like that is where things like that stem from? More of a, like, like misogynistic viewpoint? Or do you feel like it's out of that realm and more of a, well, even, can't even say societal because misogyny. kind of. There's all kinds of misogyny embedded in that. I think that, I mean, I feel like on both sides, like, women are like, oh, men like sports, whatever. Mm-hmm. But men are also, like, anything that a woman's interested in. They have to put, a lot of times, yeah. put down. Like, like, why can't women ever just, like, be excited about something without it being like, oh, well, obviously that's not as serious as this, because mm-hmm. whatever. And it's like, why, why does it have to be a competition about whose interests are more, or, like, you know. More important. More important. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Just let, like, you know, just let people like what they like. Mm-hmm. I agree. It's I mean, it's just so it's so irritating having to defend what you like. It's like it's exhausting having to defend yourself about liking to do something or liking an artist or liking a, a whoever, you know, mm-hmm. or even like women following sports teams or being into cars or being into something. It's but, it's never good enough. A man, no, you know, because you're always gonna get. Oh well, who was the quarterback on the Forty ers in nineteen sixty nine? You're like, I don't know. Like, I just like the football team or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. Or you like, I wish one of us like could randomly know that. That'd yeah. be like, this is who it was. <laughs> no, it's gatekeeping. It, it is. is gatekeeping, and it's mm-hmm. also very like people like like coin the term like if if you like if a girl likes a baseball team, whatever cars, it's like other girls often title that as pick me, mm-hmm. and that is also just interesting to me because it's like that idea has to be from somewhere and is it from that is it from the idea of putting other people down for what they like and i don't know mm-hmm. do you guys know that, that that scene from um my cousin Vinny, where the girl gets on the st- like um so the dude he's the he's the lawyer mm-hmm. and he's never been like he's like either a really small lawyer or he's not a lawyer at all and or no he's in law school or something mm-hmm. and his wife or fiance um has to go on the stand and defend them because the same car the same looking car color car or whatever um people in a in the different car like robbed a store mm-hmm. that like the main character's car had just left okay and so it follows like the like we'll just call them husband and wife because i can't exactly remember the husband and wife through their journey of like um reading about the case and coming up with a defense and all this other stuff and she gets on the, the stand and she's she rattles off all these facts about cars because she was like she helped her dad and her uncle in their mechanic shop and they were like well i don't think that you're really an expert because you're a woman what'd you do just answer the phone or whatever and mm-hmm. she was like no and then he asked her some crazy question that didn't even have a real answer and she was like well no because um and then she rambled off this crazy answer and it's just you know you see like Women being able to be interested in, in quote unquote, more manly things. Yeah. Is, I don't know, it's fun. It is fun. Um, So, my favorite piece of advice I've ever been given um, it's the same. Anyone ever asked me this? It's the same thing. My mom told me this um, that you survived 100% of all your worst days. Mm -hmm. So, even when you feel like 
the world is caving in on you and like this is it this is the end all be all like every time that I look back and I think about that was a bad day I survived it because I'm here today Mm -hmm. and I think that that really has like helped me have a different perspective on like when I'm having a bad time or when I'm struggling or I'm stressed out about something that like it sucks right now Mm -hmm. but if nothing else happens I'm gonna wake up tomorrow Mm -hmm. and that it's okay and at all the times when I felt my worst I have continued on and I think that that was one of the things that has really stuck with me Mm -hmm. definitely I remember you telling me that and it stuck with me too so it didn't just impact you it impacted me as well and that really changed my perspective on things as well because I am very melodramatic if you haven't picked up on that yet and every time something bad happens I'm like it's the end of the world like this is this is the end but of course this is gonna sound kind of sickening but sometimes I look back on those really bad days and think of it very fondly just because I got past it you're like look at me I was really really in the trenches really going through and look at me now but here I am Yes, exactly. I have, and also I think really, one thing that I really think about too is like, I'm gonna have more bad days. Yeah, I'm gonna have times when I feel just absolutely defeated, absolutely like at my worst. I, you know, I'm like, this is it. Uh, there's no coming back from this. This is rock bottom. Yeah. And but it's like I have felt like that before, and it's like I look back on it, and I'm why did I feel that way at that time? And not to invalidate those feelings at that moment because that's what I felt but I survived it and I'm moving on and it will pass Mm -hmm. and I feel like another thing that goes or another piece of advice that goes hand in hand with that too is like every challenge or difficulty that you go through is just another thing to add to your toolbox for these Mm -hmm. upcoming bad days and I feel like when you think of things in that way your life not necessarily gets easier but it's easier to have a better mindset about things like this yeah and, like, not to, like, you know, these things don't, like, when you learn these things, you're not supposed to ever be negative or have negative thoughts and, like, you know, whatever. But it just offers you a little bit of fine-tuning on those ideas and be able to, like, even if it's not in the moment, 10, 15, three days later, however long, you're able to be like, okay, like, I got to pick myself up and we've got to move on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, every mistake that you make is something that you've learned. Another piece, which is like, this this is weird. I learned this from an eighth grade uh, math teacher. It's like, mistakes are proof you're trying. Mm -hmm. And that has really stuck with me. Like, if you make a mistake, shows that you you were doing something to try, like, to do it. And I don't know. I I, I love that one, too. Mm -hmm. So the next thing is we are going to give our, try our hand at Reddit stories. Yeah. Um, so I have two, and I said I'd let you pick it. Either, like, y'all can pick it. Mm-hmm. So we're doing um, Am I the Asshole, um, just to see what it's like, because we, we both listen to Two Hot Takes and mm-hmm. love it. And I just figured it'd be fun just to offhandedly, randomly have, you know, one. Not that we have, we would do this every time, but just... They're fun to listen to. They're fun to listen and to. they're fun to listen to. They have to be fun to read and actually, like, commentate on. Cause, oh, 100%. Because, some, like, sometimes when you hear them, 
you know, online or whatever, you're, like, I find myself, like, thinking, well, I don't think that they were wrong in that situation, or, like, yeah, they actually, that was, mm, you know, it's so, like, right. I, like, even with no, with, like, nobody else to converse with, I still like to give my input <laughs> about <laughs> the situation. Um, so, do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? Um, well, we can pick yours, okay. and then we'll do mine. So, the first one is, um... Am I the asshole for refusing to pay my daughter's tuition after she lied about her major? Or am I the asshole for calling my sister selfish for having our parents pay for college when she has a full ride to another school? Mm. I want to try the second one. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. I, 25 female, live with my husband and two sons, three and six month old. We have been struggling financially in both work and the service industry where it is very difficult to get time off so my parents pay for my son's daycare so we can work. My sister Jess, 17 female, got into a prestigious Ivy League school this year. She received financial aid so won't have to pay the whole insane amount of money, but housing reduced tuition comes out to about $10,000 a year. She also got into our local state school where she got a full ride and wouldn't have to pay anything. She decided on the Ivy when our parents agreed to pay. My parents recently set me down and told me they would no longer be able to pay for my children's daycare because they're paying for Jess's college. Their excuse is that they paid similar amounts to my college. I'm extremely frustrated because I went to the cheapest college available to me and think Jess should have done the same. We're all proud of her, but I feel like she's putting my ego over her nephew's. We simply cannot afford daycare and I will likely have to quit my job, which may mean we could be evicted. I told this all to Jess on the phone and politely asked her to contact the state school to ask if they will still take her and to take a gap year if not. She refused and I got angry and called her selfish and immature. My husband agrees with me, but our parents are mad and won't answer the calls. And then there is an update just talking about how she hasn't used Reddit much and wasn't expecting expecting an influx of responses um so what first mm. first reaction of what I this mean, is like i you know i don't know i think that it's kind of yeah i don't know like if i got into an ivy league school and i'm only having to pay about ten thousand dollars to go to the ivy it? league school I would be mad if my, was it sister? Mm -hmm, the older told sister. me that I couldn't go because they're paying your kid. Like, I understand, that, and that's a whole a whole thing. But also, how old did you say they were? They're two sons. And or no, the, um, the, the writer. Of the oh, she's 25, and Jess is 17. So there's an eight-year... She's 17. She, I mean, like, you're going to tell me that... I mean, that's just... You, you can't expect me... Like, if I got into, what, Yale? Harvard. Yeah. Brown. And we're going to go to, I don't know. Um, state school, so. State school. You can't, like, that. that's so, I don't know, that's kind of selfish of the writer to tell mm -hmm. her to turn down such, because first she had the grades to get in, she had the test scores to get in, she had the application to get in. I mean, it's obvious that, like, I mean, regardless, to get into an Ivy League school, even without having reduced housing and tuition mm -hmm. is still a lot of work and a lot of accomplishment. But to have that and only have to pay $10,000 a year is kind of 
astonishing. Mm-hmm. Like, it kind of sucks, obviously, that, you know, the, yeah. the, the writer didn't get to, you know, didn't get to go to a dream school. Mm-hmm. Um, Chose to stay at home to go mm-hmm. to the cheapest college available to her. But you can't expect your your sister to give up her college experience to go to a state school. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. because you did. Like, that was your prerogative. But that doesn't have to be hers. Mm-hmm. And it does suck that, you know, like, that means that the, the, the grandparents wouldn't get to pay for the the, the sons. The daycare. Mm-hmm. Wasn't daycare? Child care? Yeah, that's what the, the parents are paying for. Yeah. So, one of the top comments says, um... But before you read the comments, I completely agree with what you're saying. I was going to say the same exact thing. Like, you're not necessarily robbing, but you're discounting someone's opportunity. And I think that's amazing. Like, I I think the writer is a little selfish. Yeah, and, you know, they're about the same age gap between me and my younger brother. I cannot imagine um, being 25 and then my brother being able to have this opportunity and being like... Absolutely not, because whatever my parents are giving me, getting it taken away, I feel like there are ways to work around it, you know, it, that you have other options, and you can't be so quick to be like, absolutely not, you're selfish for doing this because you care more about yourself than your nephews. Well, that in turn makes you selfish for expecting her to not, like... Do what's best for her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of the top comments says, um, calls her sister selfish and immature <laughs> for wanting to go to an Ivy League school with most expenses covered by scholarships, but somehow doesn't think she's selfish and immature for feeling entitled to her parents' money for childcare. Why does she have multiple children if she can't afford childcare? Which that gets into a whole, yeah. like that's not, you know, don't agree with that. Um, you know, he, this top comment is basically saying, um, Parents shouldn't have been paying for it, yada, 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 shouldn't be starting a tantrum. It had several upvotes, but for the most part, people are kind of jumping on this commenter, being like, that isn't... Jumping on the kid comment. Yeah, yeah. like, that. that isn't something. But then someone else has also said, you know, $10,000 versus when the, the sister, the oldest sister, the writer, was in school versus now is very different. Mm-hmm. Eight years changes a lot of what $10,000 is worth. Yeah. And, um, definitely, definitely I agree with both of you about, you know, this is a big opportunity for the younger sister. For Jess. Mm Mm-hmm. Jess, go to your dream school. This was Mm -hmm. only posted, um, four days ago. Oh, wow. So, hopefully Jess goes to her dream school because that means she's going to be going in... A couple of months, probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so crazy. Like, I don't know. Like, it's crazy to hear you get in and you only have to pay $10,000. Like, you know, people get full rides, I'm sure. But Oh, yeah. But, like, only $10,000? Mm-hmm. Did you have to pay? Which, that's a lot. Don't get me wrong. I'm talking about that like it's a small amount of money. But hey, let's for just, an Ivy League school, like, that is... Average cost. That is, I mean... And to, and to then, like, not even acknowledge, like, the achievement of getting in to an Ivy League mm-hmm. and just saying, oh, well, you can't go. So you, yeah, the yeah. average cost of tuition alone for just the tuition for an Ivy League college 
in the 2020 to 21 academic school year was $56,746. And that's just the tuition. That's just tuition. That's not counting your housing, your meal plan, plan, your books, any other fees. Like, and maybe fees are included in tuition. But just, I mean... Any extra fees, and like your, yeah, what a, our athletic fee and yeah, all those other things. Mm. So <laughs> athletic fee, <laughs> I wish I could take it all so bad. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even use it. Right. Twenty five dollars. Mm-hmm. You I, caught me at the wreck one time. <laughs> I've, hey. used, I've used the wreck one time, and that was swimming three times <laughs> now, and it's been mm. in the same week and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Um, That's so funny. But, yeah. I mean, I definitely understand, like, it, as the writer, it definitely would be very hard to, like, be, like, lose that financial income of her mm-hmm. parents helping for the daycare. Yeah. But those are things where, like, if you're 25, at a certain point, like, it's hard and financially struggling. It's difficult. But either you got to work it around it somehow. Mm-hmm. And you can't blame your sister. Who's... Not even, 17. Who's not even grown yet? Yeah, I was about to say, you're you're affecting the decisions of, like, a 17, 18-year-old who is still in her parents' care. Mm-hmm. I guess it's just not making sense to me. I don't know how y'all feel yeah, about no. it. Yeah, no. You're, like, you're an established adult, and you're It your does sister. freak me out a little bit that, like, if I do end up going to medical school, I'm going to be, like, 25, 26 by the time that I'm out of medical school. And, like, I'll have a ton of loans, like, mm-hmm. for medical school. But, like, I freaks me out. Like, I, I don't know if, like, my parents are still going to, like, what that's going to look like then. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people don't have jobs or things like that in medical school. It's, like, at 26, year old, at 26 years old, am I still expecting my parents to, like, financially cover me? Because I'm fortunate enough to have my parents financially help me now. Yeah. Much less... I don't. I don't know what that's gonna look like in five or six years. No. Yeah. Oh. That would right. be a five or six year problem. That's a future me problem. <laughs> yeah, we're not yeah. gonna think about that right now. <laughs> that opens okay. a whole new can of worms. You want to read yours? Sure. Um. All right. So, am I the asshole for refusing to pay my babysitter? Oh. Yeah. Okay. I, 32 female, and my husband, 30 male, plan to go see a movie at a theater near us. Since the movie was two hours long, and it's 30 minutes to go there and 30 minutes to go back, the movie was also starting at 6, and the kids go to bed at 7 or 8, I hired a babysitter for three hours. I posted an ad on a Facebook group for babysitters, and a girl, who I'll just call B, messaged me saying that she would take the job. I have two kids, Caleb, uh, 6, and Todd, 4. Um, I agreed to pay the amount she requested, which was about $25 an hour per kid. When I when B got there, I gave her a list of things I wanted for her to do, which included keep them entertained, which um, the parent was fine with them just watching TV for a little bit, but not over 30 minutes. Um, they have a place outside and toys in their room. Um, number two was feed the kids. Sandwiches were fine. Um, they, have, they can have something sweet after dinner before they brush their teeth. Um, number three, make sure they brush their teeth. One kid can do it, but one kid needs help. Put them to bed and make sure to give them a bit of time after they eat to use the bathroom. Get Caleb to bed around 8 and Todd to bed around 7. And try to pick up the toys that they brought out when they were playing. Okay, basic babysitting. Yeah, you know. And so my husband and I left and drove off. When returning, I walked walked into the house and my boys were playing on the couch. 
The kids should have been asleep for at least an hour or two by now. This already made me a bit angry since I had put times on the list of things I needed from the babysitter. The kids also had food stains all over their mouth and hands, and there were candy wrappers and paper plates on the floor and the couch. They had also had half of their toys on the floor, and B wasn't watching them. I asked my husband, to, my husband to put the kids to bed, um, and I'd find B and talk. I went to the kitchen, and B had her phone in hand and was sitting at my dining table. When she noticed me, uh, she looked up and asked if I needed a minute to go get her money or if I already had it on me. I told her that she would not be getting paid as she did not do any work and did not take care of my children. She yelled at me um, that they had agreed on paying her, and she tried to take care of the kids, but they weren't listening. And I yelled at her to get out of my house, and she left without getting paid. My kids aren't perfectly behave behaved, and I can definitely imagine them giving me a hard time. And I also feel bad now that I've, I also feel bad now that I've gotten some talking tos from the other moms in the babysitters group, and I don't think that any of the babysitters will accept my sitting request now. Edit. I don't know if this helps, but the babysitter agreed to do the things I listed. She fed the kids, but Caleb threw up a small amount, and Todd got a stomachache later because of the amount of food and sugar they had. Todd was extra cranky the next morning from not getting to sleep until an hour and a half late. And then said that they'd probably message the babysitter to arrange payment. Okay. I already think it's a bad idea to just offhandedly find babysitters online. True. Um, I can't imagine having kids and just na just trusting someone in a Facebook group to watch my child. If that works for people, that works for them. Obviously, I don't know. I'm not a parent. Mm -hmm. Um, that was the first thing I noticed. Second thing is, I mean, we don't know these kids. Mm -hmm. They could be a handful. We, we have no, no way of telling what these kids are like. But, they're f six and four. Yeah. They listen to some extent. A little bit. A little bit. I mean, not all kids. But, like, they, at least they ate. <laughs> like, <laughs> candy wrappers and, and I, I guess, sandwiches. <laughs> whatever was on a paper plate. Oh. But to not pay? I don't know. I mean, what are you thinking? I don't know. Like, would you have paid them? I probably would have paid less. Mm -hmm. I think I would have like been like, oh well. Well, in the moment, also you're really angry because your you kids are. are awake an hour to two hours past when the babysitter agreed to put them to bed. Mm -hmm. They've had tons. They've had. I don't want to say tons, but they've had candy. They've you know didn't I guess get a substantial meal. Maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. Rolling around on the couch. Mm -hmm. So I mean, like I can definitely under like understand, like. Be like, I can't deal with you right now. Let me let me handle the kids, and then we can talk about this. Um, mm. But definitely, I don't know about sending her out of the house without paying. Yeah, that's where I'm Conflicted? kind of on the fence. Yeah, because you didn't do the job as you were instructed, but it's not right to not pay someone. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I'm like, if they did that bad of a job, I don't know. I mean, I think, you know, you still deserve, like, okay, for example, when you go out to a restaurant mm -hmm. and you have a bad waiter, waitress, you you don't just not tip them still mm -hmm. because yes. they had some, you know, there are a lot of factors that go into that industry. And as being someone who has worked in it before, 
I understand. Like, there are management issues. There are kitchen issues. There are so many different things that come up that is oftentimes not the waiter or waitress's fault. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's difficult. And I get being upset and angry, but you don't not tip somebody. Mm-hmm. Of course, yeah. <clears throat> so it is, and I feel like that has to apply in a situation like this. I mean, but this is like someone's kids. like. What if something happened and it was like, not that it was, but like, what if they weren't paying attention? Like there was an allergy or something written on that, on the list That's of true. things, and she didn't pay attention to the allergy, a peanut allergy, super common. Any other, a gluten allergy, you know, mm-hmm. something like that, and gave them the wrong food because you weren't paying attention. Because I mean, kids want kids want things like they're like they want candy. A brother can eat, you know, Todd can eat a Reese's cup. But Caleb can't because he's allergic to peanut butter. You can't just be like, all right, fine, take it, you know? That's true. And if she's not paying attention, I mean, which I guess that would also, why why sign up to be a babysitter if you're, Can if I, you can't, not handle unruly children because some kids are just bad, Unruly. But, you know, like, I don't know. If you can't, if you are not able to handle, like, a spur of the moment, like, issue issue i don't know that you should be like i can't be a babysitter but do you <laughs> but do you disagree with the fact of not getting paid no i definitely think that after the kids were put to bed there should have been like a discussion a discussion listen after everything they're still up they've eaten tons of candy x amount it's obvious that this happened and this didn't yeah. happen like i i you know can't pay you the 25 dollars. well i mean even then you can be like all right well do this and then never we'll never, never ask that person again. It again or find someone in your in your immediate circle circle to babysit your children yeah that's a toughie so mm-hmm. it's i mean either like pay them and never like never ask for their services again i mean and then you could i mean i don't you know want to ruin What's the babysitter's the... chances of getting a um, another job, but going, you know, maybe not out them in the Facebook group, but yeah. What's the top comment say? Um, like, what are people saying underneath the post? This one is tough because it's not right to not pay someone. This is I've had experiences where I had terrible wait staff, mm-hmm. but of course they were still going to get tipped because that wage is not livable. No, not at all. Like people like. Like, service industry like that literally live off their tips. Mm-hmm, exactly. And apparently that's, like, an American thing. Yeah, it's actually really rude to tip people in other countries because it's, like, we're one of the only countries who don't tip, like, that tip people in but don't pay waitresses minimum wage. It's, like, mm-hmm. two thirteen or something like that. Exactly. And, like, if you don't tip someone, you could be... Literally causing them to be evicted or... Yeah, or, like, not be able to feed their kids. Yeah. And it's just things like that. Yeah. Oh, people have a hard time um, grasping the fact that the lady said that she paid them $25. For um, two kids? Oh, yeah. For three when hours? you read that, well, I was no, like, oh. uh, So it says $25 an hour per kid. Yeah. Oh, that's what it is? Yeah. No, but daycare is, like, expensive, y'all. Like, mm-hmm. depending on the amount... Like, babysitting, depending on the amount, or how old the kid is, depends on the amount of money. 
Which, I mean... But, and the amount of kids. Well, like, babysitting, that's kind of... It's for three hours, not a full day. It still is, though. Like, if you... Like, I have babysat, and it was one kid and got paid $10 an hour. Mm-hmm. But for two kids, it was, like, 20-something mm-hmm. an hour. Yeah. I did the math in my head. That's, like, 150 for that whole show. But, like, it's hard. Yeah. yeah. It's difficult. Especially if the kids are a little... Unruly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. that's what they had, like, commenters had a problem with? Um, someone said, I even might, parenthesis, might understand if she'd been in the same room as them and not on her phone. Uh-huh. Um, if they were really impossible, there's only so much she can do to try to force them into bed, but she should have at least been in the same room as them that's and paying true. attention to ensure they stayed safe. I didn't stayed even, safe. I didn't even think True. about that fact oh, that she yeah. was like in the kitchen at the dining mm-hmm. table on her phone. Mm-hmm. And they were, what they said, they were jumping on the couch. Yeah. Walked into the house and my boys were playing on the couch. But I, in the comments, people have a, have an issue. Oh, well, someone said, I, uh, I can't believe it. It's unheard of. I think I've paid a professional nanny $28 an hour for yeah. my one kid. Mm-hmm. That's got to be a typo. $25 for two seems reasonable, not double that. That said, if I'd come home to that um, to that circus for $25, I would have paid her and never hired her again. It's honestly the high price that, um, that's claimed that's um, put them in not an asshole territory. Gotcha. Mm. I mean, but also if you're getting paid $150 and you're not even in the same You room, better do some work, dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, put... Do their dishes or something. I mean, put the kid to bed yeah. and do their At dishes. At least clean clean up the garbage or something <laughs> like even if yeah. put some toys away like let's have a, a cleanup moment and also no. like three hours is not a long time no and the things she asked were not you know was unreasonable. It? it was like feed them dinner have them you know brush your teeth feed them dinner like probably what, right at six brush their, brush teeth. their teeth put one to bed at seven put, put one, one to bed, bed at eight they can watch television but only for an extended amount of time yeah so and have pick them. up their toys yeah that was really it yeah and there were no, I mean, there was no, like, give them this medication. Yeah. Give them this, give them that, give them the third. I mean, definitely shouldn't hire this babysitter ever again. Oh, absolutely not. It needs to be removed from the Facebook group. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But maybe I just have a hard time, I'm just, like, not w- wanting to pay somebody. Yeah. Which I guess, like, okay, for example, if someone comes and does, like, a terrible roof job mm-hmm. on your house, then it ends up messing it up. And you have to pay double the amount to get it fixed. Do you still pay the original person? Like I don't know. Their, I mean, that's their time and materials, but also yeah. they didn't do a good job. I don't know. I don't. I, but see, here's the thing. I don't think I understand enough about how services and that kind of stuff works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To have a really good grasp of, I've never really had to pay someone mm-hmm. to do something for me yet. Yeah. Well, like, you know, normally they come in, they're like, hey, we can do this for, this is, you know, we can do this for... This amount of money. This amount of money. It'll take us this long. And then, like, say it's super high because you expect it to be super good quality. And then it's not. And then it's not. And they spent, what, four or five weeks on something that could have taken maybe three. And are like, well, I wait. not only did you waste my time. You also wasted my money, and now I'm gonna have to you did a bad job. Now I have to pay for it again. Probably more money. More money to fix a job that you should have done right the first time. And it's going to be more time. 
Yeah, I don't know. Well, then also, you know, most don't, don't a lot of like businesses do like a put fifty down and fifty oh, at yeah. the end of the job. Probably. If you do it like that, you better do it right. Because mm-hmm. you're like, well, then if you charge, if you charge crazy, you could be paying for your materials and everything, your materials and your time. That's a really crooked way to run a business. Though. <laughs> That's a terrible way. <laughs> like you, you know, you pay, you pay out the butt, and then what like, about you pay like the fifty down? Your parents' business. Like, how do things like that work? If so, I mean, like, what happens if they me- if if something point, were to get messed up? Like, what happens? They eat the cost of whatever it was and go mm. buy another one. Because it, it, it's on do, them. Yeah. Okay. Because like, our machine messed up. Um, we put on a, a, an image that was wrong. You know. Gotcha. But nothing that we do is really, like, has so much high of an overhead. It's, yeah. like, not so expensive that you can't just eat, a like, a $34 shirt mm-hmm. or a, a pack of... Um, ink heart. I know like, that we, like, we used to engrave like wine glasses mm-hmm. sometimes they break sometimes the machine doesn't work right it doesn't roll the, mm-hmm. the cup whatever it may be there's nothing like we don't oh also if it was somebody's personal item that they wanted like people like to bring in bibles and they like yeah. to bring in knives and different you know like cutlery and stuff like that if it's something like way expensive that like, there's only like one of this is somebody's like somebody's grandpa gave them in 1932 like <laughs> they they'll turn it down because mm, they don't want that liability we're not going to be able to find papa's knife from <laughs> you know whatever world war it's from you know but if it's something like you know easy to replace you can replace mm-hmm. then that's like you then they have to sign a new shirt yeah <laughs> if it's um so say you bring your bible in um if it's We'll make you sign it and be like, if something happens, we're not liable. We're not liable because a machine can mess up. Human error, obviously. Mm-hmm. People make mistakes. Which they try to obviously make it right. Has if something there were to ever been somebody in the business that has asked for a service to be done and not have it, has been upset with it and not wanted to pay? Um, I. That I, you can remember. Some some people, they'll ask for it to be done, mm-hmm. and then, like, they'll never come pick it up. Okay. But I don't know that we've ever had a situation where somebody was like, well, this is awful, this is not what I wanted, and then us not, like, try to make it right. Gotcha. Like, at least meet halfway. Gotcha. On something. I know what about people who never pick it up? Is it a prepaid thing? That's why they try to do, like, you, you'll put, you're going to pay... 50 down. If Especially if it's something that's, like, really personal, like, it's... Me model number five or something on the back of a, a t-shirt for a Little League baseball. Mm-hmm. Like, they're going to make you pay for that up front. Because it's, it's really hard to mess up. And if you do mess it up, not to eat that cost. Mm-hmm. So, you make your me model number five. No one else is me model for number five. You know? Yeah. So, you make me model pay for sure. shirt. <laughs> if she doesn't pick it up, she's out $10 or whatever. You know? However much. Um, gotcha. But never... Never not That's been good. flexible about like a mm-hmm. somebody, and they have a bunch of sale fa- fail safes where it's like um, they'll send them a proof and they'll somebody says oh, well I don't like that bunch of documents fix it. Stuff. yeah just like well you you said, said this. That you wanted this and that this was okay and this is what we put on it and you don't like it now. That's on you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why I think like running a business and stuff like that would be so terrifying. Mm-hmm. Definitely That's a stressful. lot of stressful nights. Yeah. 
I mean, I just know, like, the, the week that I came up and visited you, me realizing that they were staying up to, at this door for, till 12, 2 in the morning, mm-hmm. like, that's yeah crazy. I, because a, a lot of people, so, you know, you've worked service, mm-hmm. you know, like, behind the counter is a lot different, excuse me, behind the counter is a lot different than, you know, you go in and you ask somebody for something. Yeah. And you get your service done. So to sit, you know, to to be able to see the behind the scenes, mm-hmm. whether it be at a restaurant or whether it be family business, you just, you know, it's not, like, it's, it's crazy to see how entitled some people are. And then you sit down and you're like, well, that's not their fault, you know. Yeah. Or, or I mean, I couldn't have done any better, you know, like, obviously if you have a business, you should be able to do it better than me with, like, glue and, like, a, a cricket and a... Sequin machine. Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, um... Your, your, your ink. <laughs> you screen printing. You're screen printing your own shirts. <laughs> just you're running a business out of your, <laughs> your bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, and see, and that's also something, like, somebody who does this for like on the on the side and it's not not a professional have have only been doing it for x amount yeah. of years. I mean that's different than a business that has been running for 20 years. 20 years. Yeah. You know, and it, I mean at some point you have to expect a level of like professionalism and mm-hmm. like a level of um what's the word? You, you know. Was well, the customer always right? Question mark. Oh. <laughs> the customer's the customer can be right. But there's a lot of griping <laughs> while the customer's gone. <laughs> yeah. And that's definitely just, yeah, that's so. just how it is. But like you know, what can you do? It's hard. It's hard to balance, it's hard to navigate, it's difficult. Um so that was exciting. I liked yeah. it. Not sure if she should have been paid or not. That's a Yeah. Like I a... think for twenty five dollars an hour for two children. Like, per child, $25 and $25. If we're considering per child. Yeah. Like, that's so, like, um, like, you should be able to to do that level of work. And it, the parent wasn't asking for much. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we're sitting at an hour, so I guess we can close it out. And, Sounds good. Um, I had a lot of fun this time. Me I too. mean, not that I didn't have fun the first time, but it's exciting to have you, Tracy. Yeah. You were Our first you were guest. Good. How's it feel? First guest. Feels great. You're honored. Yes, so honored. You'll be back. You will. Maddie, but she's a sleepy girl. And so it was you, and you get to be here and Mm -hmm. out here thriving. And you're gonna be able to listen to yourself. Are you gonna do that? (laughs) No, I'll throw up. All right, yeah, that's fair. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so it was super exciting to do this. Thank everyone for listening, and we'll be back next week with another episode. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.